As you can imagine, a classroom library is a cozy place that welcomes you to sit down and read in silence or just browse through a rich collection of books. And you wouldn't be wrong. Now, there have been classrooms that I've been to that have kept books in a closet. And sadly enough, the access to those books depended on a teacher's aid. Having a library in your classroom serves many purposes, and we're going to talk about them in just a moment. Welcome to episode 57 of the Teacher Rockstar Podcast, a place where tips and strategies critical to the new teacher are discussed. I'm your host, Steve Hiles, and in today's episode, we're going to be talking about establishing a classroom library and building up your class library for less money. That being said, let's dive right in. Let me first start by saying that there is no one right way to establish your classroom library or organize your library. It's all up to you. But you must start with just some basics, like how are you going to organize it, and how children will access the books, and how many to include. Now, I know a lot of future teachers, while they're still in college, in their teacher preparation programs, are already collecting books for their classes long before they finish uh, their uh, teacher preparation program. But I've always found that it was not always clear how many books you know one needs or what kind of books one should be seeking. In addition to being selective about the general quality of text, finding books that are culturally uh, relevant to the lives of students is an important factor in building a library that is reassuring and motivating for beginning readers, including text with characters similar in age to students in your classroom. Uh, who may share experiences that they have had uh, can be critical for generating interest and fostering self-to-text connections. Cultural and linguistic familiarity may be an especially important factor for literacy acquisition for English language learners. Unfortunately, teachers may have difficulty finding books that reflect the experiences of children in their classrooms if they are not aware of resources available for that purpose. In addition, teachers may need guidance in identifying high-quality, multicultural children's literature that avoids racism and stereotypes, particularly if they are not from the same cultural or socioeconomic background as the students they teach. You may be wondering, how many books do you need? Well, me personally, I would suggest anywhere between a half a dozen to a dozen books per child, and I think that would be a good start. Uh, When I taught 4th and 5th graders, my goal was a 1,000 books, and in time, I exceeded that goal. Uh, Yet again, having many books and having quality to read uh, that will genuinely affect the traits of your kids is still very, very important. It does not mean that you have to read all of those books yourself to be able to know the message they deliver, but you do get the idea from proposed sections that fit the caliber of your kids. It completely depends on the level of class that you teach. 
In my experience, and what has served me well, is keeping books that are just a little bit hard to read for the level of my kids. Now let me explain more about that after this message from our sponsor. Would you like to 10x your classroom management skills? Well, if you're a brand new teacher, just fresh out of college, or perhaps you're a student teacher, or maybe a teacher returning back into the classroom, the Teacher Rockstar Academy course is for you. Gain the confidence, the skills, you'll need to crush it on day one and beyond. Enroll now at the TeacherRockstarAcademy.com. That's TeacherRockstarAcademy.com. And I assure you this will be a most transformational experience. Okay, let's uh, continue on. I'm sure that some of you might be thinking, why someone would deliberately give a book to their student that they know is kind of hard for them to read for their level. Yes, it's okay to speculate that I must have been an eccentric teacher, (laughs) but the reason I did practice uh, that is to provide them with a challenge. Now, keep in mind, not all of those books were above their level, and any student who just simply could not make it work or needs more practice can always trade their books in for a different one. But they have to tell me the reason Uh, that they're doing so. Having a bit hard to read book when applied correctly, and that's the key, applied correctly, can provide a challenge and an opportunity to collaborate, discuss and debate with their teacher as well as peers. When they do not understand a certain topic, it is more likely that they will ask their teacher, a fellow, uh, or their parents to be able to continue reading. Uh, Being a step ahead in the reading game makes their pronunciation stronger, among many other benefactors. So let's talk about the benefits of having a library in your classroom for your students. We will talk about the functions that it serves and when you implement it in your classroom, what can you expect? So we're going to start off with number one, supporting literacy instruction. Okay, Supporting literacy instruction. One of the very common reasons why you would consider a classroom library is to support the reading and writing abilities of your kids. Doesn't that make sense? Well, If you have just started your teaching career or you have been in the profession for a long time, teachers struggle with the ability of their students to read. You can try as many workshops you would like, give them reading tasks, or add a graded assignment to read. It won't give the desired results since all of your students will be reading the same paragraph or piece of text. To this end, having a classroom library with books and other media materials to support student learning in all of the daily curriculum subjects Uh, from science, health, math, history, economics, geography, music, art, drama, dance, languages, grammar, spelling, literature, computers, and other topics gives them the freedom to choose from a wide range of topics and what intrigues them the most. Therefore, they have more interest towards making the effort of reading. It is important for teachers, though, to to have an adequate collection from different genres to not only accommodate their interests, but to help them find new areas that might change the way they think about books and reading. You don't want to shy away from reading fiction. It may be far from the practical world, but it does get them going on to develop the habit of reading. Number two, it helps your students learn about books. Okay, having an effective library in your classroom does more than just you know, add to their reading skills. It provides a place for teachers to teach their students about books in general. Here we consider a scenario as a teacher, you, you know, you might recommend a book to your student, okay? You tell them to read the book and you will follow up with them later on in a week. Now, 
You do this only to find that the student either forgot your recommendation or they were unable to find the book. Well, this is where the classroom library will make a big, big difference because your kids will be able to have easy access to a variety of books. So you won't have that problem to worry about. It is also an effective way of teaching your students how they can take care of books, which I find very, very important here. Instead of giving them a hard time because they accidentally tore a page or messed up the binding, you can have a small book repair area in your class and teach them how they can keep their books in good repair. Point three, providing a central location for classroom resources. Now, your classroom library can be used as an organized place for classroom resources. Now before I proceed with this point I want to highlight how important it is to teach your kids that the classroom resources are for them and not just school property. They should be taking care of everything in the classroom as if it were their own. That includes putting the book back in its rightful place. Having an additional space for organizing science equipment, audio players, DVDs, computers, games, magazines, and other materials that support learning. In this respect, the classroom library mirrors the organization of media centers at the individual and district levels. Number four, it provides opportunities for independent reading and curricular extensions. Now, it is important to consider your classroom library as a resource and location for independent reading, personal exploration, project research, and individual assessment. It makes it easier to have a good reading program in place so students can find in their busy schedule during school and spend some time exploring new books to read independently, select books to read that meet their personal recreational reading interests. The classroom library should also provide quick print and digital material. Further, an in-class library offers a setting for students to quietly read aloud and discuss a book with a peer or the teacher. This provides an ideal opportunity for you to conduct an informal assessment of each student's reading, which will help you to plan individualized instruction. And point number five, it serves as a place for students to talk about and interact with books, which I love this idea here. The effective classroom library also functions as a gathering spot where students and teachers can express their lives as readers. Think of it as a place that makes books exciting, that sells reading. It should be a place where students cannot wait to get to. It is a continuous process, and in the age of technology where kids grow up with iPads and computers, it makes it likely that developing minds will deviate from reading books to something more visually appealing, but it doesn't have to be. A classroom library, if utilized properly, can create a joy for reading and for children sharing their thoughts. Now, moving on, we're going to discuss how you can set up a classroom library on a budget, but before we do, here's a quick word from our sponsor. Imagine having access to educational products, instructional videos, top-rated teacher podcasts, and articles worth over $1,000 for just pennies a day. Wouldn't that be just awesome? And you know what the best part is? You will get a free seven-day trial. So really, what do you have to lose? Go and check it out. Take a look around. Go to MyTeacherMembership.com. That's MyTeacherMembership.com. And I will be adding more products each and every month, and you're going to love being part of this teacher membership community. Okay, let's move on here. It is inevitable that the more we read, better at reading we become. I mean, doesn't that make sense? It is also true that the earlier we start reading, the better it makes us. 
as we have discussed, having a variety of books at arm's length makes it much, much easier for students to get into reading as opposed to searching for a book online or going to a physical store to pick it up. Now, I want to go ahead and share with you five ways how to get books on a budget, okay? And the first way is request parents and students to donate. I cannot say this enough. Asking for gently used books is a great way and least expensive way to build your classroom library. You can send a letter at the beginning of a school year to parents of your students and request them to look for any books they might have laid around the house that their children love to read or might be interested in reading and send them to school. Number two, donations from other teachers. A small classroom library can hold really quite a few books. Uh, you can ask fellow educators to see if they have any books that might not be suited for the class they teach anymore and donate them. You will be surprised just how much you will end up getting. Changing grade levels. Teachers are especially a good resource when it comes to getting books. Teachers who will be teaching another grade level will be happy to find their old books a loving space. Point number three, allocate school funds. Not many schools allow funding to teachers and usually it is a long drawn out process to get the change approved. However, if your school has that model, use the school funds to get books for your class. You can opt for used or old books option that way you will be getting more while spending less. Most used bookstores offer bundles and you could handpick the right books without being concerned about spending too much. Don't overstock though. Only get the ones you think are best suited and once your students develop the habit of reading you could always add more to your collection later. Point number four. Ask your friends and family. As a teacher, when you speak of the importance of something for students or pitch an idea, people pay attention to it. You can start a drive among your friends and family, create a WhatsApp group, or start a Facebook page to encourage people in your circle to donate books for the school. You may not be able to handpick them, and it is possible uh, that a good portion of what you receive won't fit your needs. And that's possible, but you can also always give them away to someone else in need, you might find a teacher in your school who would be happy to take them off your hands. And the last point, number five, the Reading Resource Project. Now this is very interesting here. This program is sponsored by the Literacy Empowerment Foundation and provides books for pre-K to second grade at just the cost of 88 cents shipping per book. Again, if you have a fund allocation from your school, you can grab a bunch of books while spending less. Well, my friend, I hope that this has proved to be helpful information uh, for you. We have come to the end of today's episode, and I want to thank you for listening to the Teacher Rockstar podcast. I'm your host, Steve Hiles. We hope you've enjoyed listening to these tips and strategies regarding establishing a classroom library. When you get a moment, visit my blog and subscribe to my newsletter for the latest educational research, best practices, and unadvertised free bonuses. Simply go to stevesclassroomresources.blogspot.com And don't forget to subscribe to us at the Teacher Rockstar Podcast. And if you'd like to support us, please feel free to share our podcast with others. Post about it on social media or leave a rating and review. That would be greatly appreciated. Thanks again, and we'll see you same time, same place next week. And remember, my friend, you got this.